Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. All right, so we began a series three weeks ago now called Mission Possible, Mission Possible. You know, talking about the mission of Jesus from Luke 19 verse 10, where he says that I have come to seek and save the lost. I have come to seek and save the lost. And last week we spoke about the good news, the good news. Um, If you weren't here last week, I encourage you to you know, go on the app, go on the website, and, you know, you can catch, catch up on that message. And today we'll continue in the part two of good news. We'll continue in the part two of good news. Jesus said that I have come, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, that he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. To preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, we have kids upstairs, so you were once kids, you used to do it. (laughs) You used to do it. I think they are transitioning about this time. But anyway, we spoke about these four things, if you just look at me for now. spoke about these four things. The first one is to... Preach the good news to the poor. The second thing is to heal the brokenhearted. The third is to proclaim liberty to the captives. And the fourth is to fight for you. To fight for you. The four things that Jesus came to do. We'll continue now in Isaiah 61 verse 7. Isaiah 61 verse 7. And it says that instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Thus one will say amen. amen. And instead of confusion, you shall rejoice in your portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double and everlasting joy shall be theirs. I'll read it one more time and I want you to just respond with more conviction. It says, instead of shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. And everlasting joy shall be theirs. So everlasting joy shall be yours. There are some things that you go through in life. Or some things you're going through right now and, you know, Things you don't like, things that are not, uh, things you're not proud of. I want you to know that whatever it is you're going through, God already has a replacement for that. God already has a what? A replacement for it. So Jesus is now saying that the first thing, or one of the things that I'm here to do as part of my job description is to give you double honor. To give you what? Double honor. Not just honor, but double what? Honor. Double honor. 
We go through different things in life that are rather embarrassing. You know, some things, some things can be shameful. You know, the things, things you're, not, you're not proud of. Um, I have this group chat that I belong to, and it's my, my high school um, colleagues, you know. And whenever your high school people add you to a group chat, you really don't want to be there. Like, you know, this is, this is what, like 16 years ago or so. So, you know, we're, we're a lot. We're about maybe, maybe 40 of us. And <laughs> about, about six years ago or so, six or five years ago, you know, someone just came and said, hey, you know, it's almost 10 years since we left school. We need to do a reunion. I don't want reunion. <laughs> 10 years after, I'm still trying to figure out my life. I don't want reunion. And of course, it's those who have their lives together. You know, their managers, they are doing well, they have businesses. Oh, yeah, we need to have a reunion. Like, I need 10 more years. <laughs> we have 20 years reunion. I wasn't the only one who wasn't ready for it. I knew I had some other classmates who weren't ready for it. Because, you know, when you go, all the things they ask you, what do you do? Ah, don't want that question. <laughs> you know, you know, that's some question that they ask you, you know, what do you do? You know, you can't really say what you do, so you have to make it sound very executive. You just have to, like, patch it somehow, so, you know, it doesn't look like... We go through different kind of things that can be rather embarrassing. You know, you, you, you think of where you are, you think of your colleagues, you, know, you think of what they're doing, and it's like, you feel like you're behind, you know? You feel like you're behind, you feel like, you know what? Like, they're better. You, know, you, you, you feel like you've lost time. I changed my major like every semester, I, I, I was changing. I wanted to be a doctor. Then I was studying for the MCAT. Then I found out I didn't like people like that. <laughs> then I wanted to be a pharmacist. At least I'll stay behind the counter. I'll give them the drugs. They go. I continue. And I found out I didn't like pharmacy like that. Then, and I kid you not, I was buying the books to study for these exams. Oh yeah, I had them. I had them. I had them. So someone says, oh, I'm studying for my MCAS. I have a book for you. <laughs> I got one for dentistry, that, DAT. I got a DAT. I wanted to be a, at least, I'm not like you as a person, but we can fix the teeth. But I was changing, I changed my major. Till I graduated, I still wasn't sure of what I wanted to do. So I wasted time. I spent six and a half years in college. I was just, because I didn't know what to do. Now, shame can be a prerequisite for double honor. Nobody likes shame. But it can be one of the tools that God 
can use to give you double honor. Not just honor. Double what? Honor. Double honor. If you look at the story of Jesus in Luke chapter 22, Luke 22, let's go from verse 63. Luke 22, 63. Luke 22, 63 was talking about Jesus and you know, what they were doing to him. It says, now the men who held Jesus mocked him and beat him. And having blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, prophesy, who is the one who struck you? And many other things, they blasphemously spoke against him. Against him. That's to Jesus. That's to Jesus. People will talk about you. Whether you like it or not. In your face, behind your face, beside your face, people would say things about you. Some of them are good. A lot will be bad. Some are very embarrassing. But let me tell you something. There's a place in the scripture that says that looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising shame. Meaning that there would be shame at times in our lives. You want to drive a better car. You come to church. You can't park amongst, you can't park in front. Park in the side. Because the way your car starts is a different way from others. You can't say where you live because you're embarrassed about it. But what Jesus is saying is this, have come to replace that shame with double honor. One of the things I love to watch is when you, know, you see different places do awards, like lifetime awards for certain people. You know? And you'll see some people in one year Oh, they're doing a lifetime award for this person by this group of people. Oh, lifetime award for the same person by another set of people. Oh, lifetime award for the same double honor. In the name of Jesus, everywhere you face, double honor will be waiting for you. Amen. Everywhere you turn to, double honor will be waiting for you. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Double honor. That's what Jesus has brought. <laughs> 1 Peter 5.10 says that for after you have suffered a while, I will perfect you, I will establish you, I will strengthen you, and I will settle you. So never see whatever shame or suffering you're going through, never see it as God's wickedness, never. It's part of the process. It's part of what? Of the process. Your shame is part of your story. It's not your conclusion. It's not the end. Honor is coming your way in the mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> what else has Jesus brought? In the same scripture, it says that, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Meaning he has brought peace. He has brought peace. Confusion comes out of Indecision. You know, you don't know which one to take. Is it, is it left? Is it right? You know, should I say yes? Should I say no? Sometimes confusion comes out of certain events that just happens to you. Like, why, why will this happen to me? 
of everyone else. Why, why me? What exactly is the reason for this? Confusion. I'm going to teach you something this morning. And whenever you're confused, this is the first text you should ever think of. 1 Corinthians 14.33. 1 Corinthians 14.33, it says, For God is not the author of confusion. God is not the author of confusion. Meaning, whenever you find yourself confused, I want you to know that God is not in it. God never starts confusion. He never starts confusion. If you apply for 10 jobs, and all the 10 give, give you a letter, uh, you got the job, you got all 10 jobs, good compensation, good benefits, all 10, God didn't answer you to confuse you. No. God does that sometimes. He's, I mean, God, God is that big. He can give you 20 jobs and you only apply for 10. But remember last week I gave you an example of how my wife applied to 14 places and 13 denied her. And she was left with one. And that one was the best one of all the 14. It's the same God. The same God that gave you the 10 is the one you go back and meet and say, so out of this 10 now, thank you, God, you like to show yourself, and that's great, I love it. But God, so out of this 10, which one exactly do you want me to pick? Someone will just tell you something. God will just show you something. You will just get a call. Something somewhere will just help you confirm the exact one that God wants for you. He is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Of peace. There are two guys that are looking at you, and you are also looking at them. You're looking at each other. And you're like, God, God, <clears throat> I asked for one, but you gave me two. Thank you. So out of these two, <laughs> out of these two, what's your will for my life? I shared a story here before. <clears throat> I have a friend who, she was in that kind of situation, a very close friend of mine. And... You know, there was now one guy in a different country, you know, and a very serious guy. Everything was so good, as in good guy, he was good looking, he had a solid job, he had a good, I mean, it's like prayer points, <laughs> like answered prayer points. But she was so confused and she said, you know what, God, I don't want this confusion. Whatever it is about this particular guy, just, just show me. Just show me so I, 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 don't, I don't find myself in trouble. And then she made a trip to you know, the country where the guy was and everything. And when she got there, she found out that the guy had been married before. Not just, not just that, but he beat, he beat the former wife yeah. till she 
that was why the lady left. You know, that was why the lady left. You know, he was a very abusive guy. And one day, I think, you know, he shouted at her. He was very, you know, just, yeah, you know, just like that on her. So the neighbors heard. And, um, you know, he went out and one of the neighbors said, ah, you're, the, you're the next one. That was why, that was why the, that was why the former wife, that was why the, no, it's not, 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 not African magic movie, like real life. That was why, that was why the former wife left. That was why the former one left. Of course, I'm sure you know that's an answered prayer. God is not the author of confusion. You ask him to show you. Not the way you want to be shown, but the way he wants to show you and reveal himself to you. He's brought peace. He's brought peace. He doesn't want you to be changing majors just like I was changing, right? He's brought peace. He wants to show you exactly what he has for you to do. What else has God brought? Double possession. Double possession. It says, therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. They shall possess double. This means that God wants to prosper your ways. Prosper your ways. I love Genesis 1.28. The first conversation that God will have with man. Genesis 1.28. He says, and God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and then multiply. Multiply. Turn that one into two. Turn that two into four. Be fruitful. And what? Multiply. Double possession. God does not want you to be poor. He doesn't want you to lack. No. In Deuteronomy 30 verse 5 says, Deuteronomy 30 verse 5, it says, Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed. And you shall possess it. It will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. Again, it will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. In the name of Jesus. Blessings on all sides. Wherever you hear people preach the gospel and they take out prosperity from it, that's not the full gospel. That's not the full gospel. That's not the full gospel. It wants you to be in wealth and in health. It says, I'll give you double. It says that you will build houses and you will inhabit them. That's God's word. That's what it desires for you and I. To live the best life. To live the best life. For someone here, blessings that will beat your salary are coming your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. God is not just a God that boxes people into salaries. There are people who are making more than their salaries. They just use their salaries for every other benefit, with savings for just emergency fund. Again, blessings that will beat your salaries are coming your way. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah. And the fourth thing I'm going to talk about this morning that Jesus has brought is joy. His what? Joy, joy, joy. When I read this, uh, oh my. It says, everlasting joy 
shall be theirs. Everlasting joy shall be yours. That word everlasting, it means something that's eternal, something that's endless, something that never stops flowing, it's ceaseless. Everlasting joy. Everlasting joy. How can you have joy every day, every moment of your life? It sounds impossible, right? How can I have joy all the time? But Jesus is saying that I've brought you the kind of joy that you will have forever. Every day. Good times and bad times, you are joyful. You are joyful. I'm going to show you three scriptures concerning this. The first one is from my Psalms 16 verse 11. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. What you find in God's presence is joy. The only thing you find in God's presence is what? It's joy. You can't enter into God's presence crying. They don't cry there. It's joy. It says cry to me and I will hear you and I will answer you. You can cry from wherever you are. He would hear you. He would answer you. But by the time you want to get into his presence, it's joy. That's why he says, come into my presence with praise, with joy, with thanksgiving. Don't come with anything else. I know you're hurting in there somewhere. But come with joy. Come with joy. With joy. With joy. Joy is internal. It's different from happiness. See, happiness is based on the things happening around you. You know, you go to a you know, comedy show, they make you laugh, ah, you watch things on IG, they laugh, ah, you're happy, you know, you go on vacation and you, know, you come back and your boss is still at work. You know, you, you just, happiness is based on the things, you can create things to make you happy. But when those things are, are gone, then, then you're back. But joy, is internal. Joy is not determined by what's happening around you. Joy is not determined by the people you're working with. It's joy. Last week I preached on the good news. And I got a good news on Tuesday. Very good news. The same Tuesday before it ended, I got a bad news. Very bad news. The same day. So I just went from here. I just went here. And I was talking to my wife about it. And I said, you know what? It's amazing that I just preached about good news the Sunday before. Last week's Sunday. I said, I'm sure the enemy is happy right now. But I won't give him a chance to be happy. I'm just going to be joyous. Because I know that God's got me. Either way. When you are happy. When you have good news. And you are joyous. The enemy is mad. When he brings bad news your way and you're joyous, he's mad all the same. So he just leaves you alone and finds someone else. Because it's like this one, regardless of whatever you do to him, regardless of whatever you do to her, he has joy. She has joy. Have you ever noticed 
is that whenever someone wants to do something bad to you, or maybe they, you know, they say something to hurt you, and you respond with joy, who does it hurt? <laughs> it hurts them, right? Because the intention isn't what they got. That's how it is to the enemy. When you respond with joy, he's mad and he just goes somewhere else. Let me show you something else. The second scripture is in the book of Psalms 118 verse 24. 118 24 says that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We will rejoice, meaning that it takes intentionality. You can choose not to rejoice, and you can choose to rejoice every day. Every day, regardless of wherever he's trying to make you upset. Choose to rejoice. And the third one is the same Psalms 30 verse 5. This is perhaps my, my favorite. 30 verse 5 says that for his anger is but a moment. It's but for a moment. His favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Someone's joy is coming this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Your tears are over in the name of Jesus. Joy comes. It's emphatic. Joy comes. It's guaranteed to come. Weeping may, it may, it may not but perhaps it endures. It would not endure beyond one night. Meaning that for some people, even in moments of despair, you have joy. But perhaps you don't. That weeping may endure. But what is guaranteed is that joy comes in the morning. No matter your tears, in the name of Jesus, your joy is coming. Amen. Your joy is coming. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus has come to save and to seek, to seek and to save the lost. He has brought the good news. He has come to heal the brokenhearted. He has come to proclaim liberty. He has come to fight for you and I, to advocate for us. He's come to give us double honor and peace has come to give us double possession and also give us what? Joy. Joy. Let me wrap up with this. Because you're here sitting down and thinking, you know what, but PJ, I'm, I'm saved already. But all this list of eight things that you just mentioned, I don't see those things even in my life. God loves you unconditionally. His word says that while we were still sinners, he loved us first. Meaning that God, where he's seated right now, he loves everybody in this world. Everyone. 
But there are things you need to do to step into that love. To step and embrace that love that he has for you. For all these things to begin to manifest in your life, it's a package that comes with salvation. The first thing you need to do is accept him, first of all. Not just accept him. You have to begin to take certain steps. Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do this one thing and everything I've listed and not listed will be added to you. You won't have to be running after everything else. You seek one thing and that one thing will bring everything else. You know what this means? To seek God? It means to make God your priority. Put him first. Prioritize everything that has to do with God. Whether you like it or not. Whether you understand it or not. John 14, 15 says that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. You want to show God you love him? Just obey his word. Just obey his word. John 15, 14 says that you are my friend if you do what I command you to do. That's it. That's it. He says, then you will serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Serve God. Serve him. Serve him. Here in church, wherever it is, serve God. It's a commandment. It's a commandment. It says, then you will bring your tithes into the storehouse. He has blessed you with jobs. You share testimonies here all the time. Now it's time for you to be faithful. Just bring your tithes. No arguments. Whether you understand or not, just obey. <laughs> Mary told the people at the wedding in Canaan, John 2, 5, he says that whatever he tells you to do, just do it. The reason why she said that is because it won't make sense to those guys. It won't make, it won't change. We need wine. You said we should pour water in the... Oh, you're not making any sense. But Mary knew, she said, Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Just do it. Knowing God, the knowledge of God is an unending journey. Unending journey. It's a mystery. So for you to be able to walk in everything that God has provided, just obey him. Just obey him. Just obey him. I don't argue a lot. I don't. There's some things that I read in the scripture and I'm still trying to understand like, oh God, why? Why? Why would you? I don't want to. This doesn't make any sense. Why would you do this? I, I don't argue. Whatever he says to do, 
I just do it. He says, go out and compel people and bring them into my house. Talk to others about Christ. He says that those who turn people to righteousness shall be like stars forever. You all want to be stars now. You want to be, you know, everyone, you know, you want people to see you and, eh. You want to be a star? Just turn people to righteousness. Talk to someone about Christ. Invite someone to church. And you, your stars will shine forever. In the name of Jesus, I see God giving you the grace to obey him. I see God giving you the grace to seek him in the mighty name of Jesus. Double honor will be your portion. God will give you the peace that passes all understanding. Everlasting joy shall be your lot in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, shall we rise up this morning and just give God praise? Just exalt him. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.